0: Okay, guys, here we go again. This is Kim, and I'm back again solo dolo again. <laughs> no, I'm not sad. It's okay. Uh, so I'm coming in. We're gonna get right into the third and final installment episode of our three part series, Quiet Time series of self worth, where we're examining Isaiah 43 verses one through. Uh, 13. And um, I just want to say that um, I hope this series has been impactful for you guys Um, as much as it was impactful for me. You know, our intentions for these quiet time series and uh, are to kind of not to necessarily teach, but to more so pose like open ended questions, um, bring up points that are more so more so on the uh, so you can go back and you can reflect and you can, um, meditate over the scripture. Um, us not reading the scripture in its entirety is intentional because our biggest focus, one of our biggest focus, um, on this channel is to encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Okay. You know, the word is living and active. And what it can, I can read a passage and it can speak into my life in a certain way based on where I'm at in my life. But it can speak a totally different way in your life. So when we do these things, you're really not going to see us reading the scripture, the passage in its entirety. Because we really, really want you to read it for yourself. We want you to know the word for yourself, interpret it for yourself. The beautiful thing about the word of God is that it interprets itself. If you study it and you truly are committed to it, it will interpret itself. There are so many translations out there that you may not be able to understand the King James, but the NLT may be good for you, or you may have to go to the Message or the Good News translation. With technology, The Bible app on our phone, you get a multitude of translations and um, lots of cross references there. So I hope you guys can see and feel where we're coming from with this. You know, these are just some of my thoughts. The three prominent points that as I read through it, the themes that I got out of it. But feel free to email us, shoot us a message on our social media handles. We're on all things social, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We got our blog, you know, Soul Sense podcast. That's where you can find us. Um, We are um, open for the discussion. We love that. So anyways, enough of all of that. So the last, let's jump right into our last point. The last point that I have is kind of a little bit lengthy, (laughs) but uh, the point is he is powerful and almighty. The subtitle of that would be, therefore, no one can undo what his plans are and what he has done. And so we're going to beam into, let's see here. Two verses here. We're going to go to the very end of this whole passage. And I want to read verses 12 and 13 for you. And uh, just so you can, just so you know, I want to remind you, I think I stated it in the first installment, but I want to say it again. I am reading out of NLT. And the reason why I'm reading out of the NLT, because I just want to. (laughs) No, seriously, no. Right now, I am enjoying this translation. So when I'm reading in my own personal time, I read, I have been reading this year for the last few months from the NLT. My study Bible is an NLT. It's the NLT illustrated study Bible. And, um, I like it, you know, um, I suggest any and everybody get a study Bible in any translation that you want, um, to help you dig deeper. Um, So, yes, I'm reading from the NLT um, translation, but I often flip from different translations. So back into the verse, try not to get off of base, y'all. Like I said, please bear with me. Your girl is tired. The kid is tired. Okay. I am a mother of young children (laughs) and a full time working mom. But this is something that is very as a passion of mine. So I can't give this up either. So Anyways, verse 12, first, I predicted your rescue. Then I saved you and proclaimed it to the world. No foreign God has ever done this. You are witnesses that I am the only God, says the Lord. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done amen and that really I mean really I could just leave it right there and not say nothing okay I really could but just to kind of pull it all together you know the point is God is all-powerful he is almighty and the verse I kind of paraphrase the verse to say you know no one can undo his plans no one can undo what he has done you know? Um, the thing that I love in verse 12, it says he first predicted that he was going to rescue us. Then he did it. He, it says, then I saved you. And then I proclaimed it to the world. So he knew all of all alone. That was his plan is that no matter what happens, I'm going to rescue my children. I'm going to get them and then I'm going to do it. He did it. And then he like proclaimed, when I think of the word proclaim, I think of like somebody like standing on a mountaintop, like yelling, like I saved my children, like proclaiming. It's not like, I'm just telling you, Hey, I just, I just saved these people over here. No, like you're proclaiming it. you're declaring. It's like a declaration. It's a stronger word than that. You know, that again ties into the other points. that we are his like he's proud of us. You proclaim something that you're proud of, you know, um, he's gone to great lengths. Like he is so proud of us that he's going to tell the world. That's what the word said. That's what the scripture said. He's going to tell the world about me and you. Okay. That's a wonderful thing. Great lengths, you know, and then you come on down and In verse 13, it says exactly, you know, it's self-explanatory. No one can snatch anyone out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. That speaks to how powerful and almighty our God is. He is mighty to do anything that he wants to do and nobody can stop him. You know, the word You know, and I'm really and I would encourage you all to do this as well. One of the things that I do when I read the Bible is especially if you've read certain passages multiple times, you know, one of the things that I do as I read, first thing I do is I pray, you know, I pray that God reveals anything to me. Whatever, whatever you want me, God, to see, let me be open, soften my heart, open my mind, so things jump out at me. And as I read through, I really read as like a blank canvas, coming in with no ideas, no, uh, no, no expectation. I just read, okay, and in that, that allows for words or the story to really pop out at me in this particular verse the word that pops out to me just like ransom popped out to me in the previous episodes the word that pops out to me here is snatched because I think to myself if the word of God is living and active that is scripture if we know that the word of God is his inspired word that he it's what the, the scripture, what's the word God breathed. That's what I was looking for. It's God breathed. He breathed life into his word. He, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Gram, grammar grammatically <laughs> again, y'all I'm country. Y'all gonna, y'all gonna learn that about me. <laughs> But anyways, so to know that is to know that like no word in this Bible was coincidence, okay? When you're serving a God as powerful and as all-knowing and is almighty, nothing is a coincidence, okay? So every word that's in this Bible is supposed to be here, okay? So when I look at this, I say, I started thinking about words that are similar to the word snatch. Any other word could be used, but the word that is used here is snatched. Meaning that he, like, I I don't know, my mind goes to many different things. Like, why that illustration of a word? Because when you read it, no one can snatch anyone out of my hand. Like, that gives you a mental illustration. At least it does to me. Y'all let me know, but it does. When I read that, I can see it. Like I can see and visualize somebody snatching something from somebody's hand. And he's saying, you can't do that. None of y'all. And when he says anyone, that means not me, not you, not anybody else that claims God as their savior and Lord can be taken away from him. And that is so encouraging that he has a grip on us where nobody can just knock us out of his hand, you know what I'm saying? Nobody can pull us out. Nobody can snatch us out. And it says, "No one can undo what I have already done, what I have done." So taking this whole passage in its entirety. That is the very last sentence. So that makes me, and I'm just bringing y'all through like my my mind process. I'm it goes deeper, you know, like, like I can, I, I, sometimes when I read a lot of times when I read, I sit and I just think about what I'm reading. I just don't read words. I sit back and I think about the whole passage, how it was worded, how it was ordered to read this very last sentence. No one can undo what I have done. I It's the last sentence after all that we read that he's given a ransom for us, that he's given nations for us, that he's, you know, in the, I didn't read this verse, but there are verses where he's gathering his sons and his daughters. He's telling the captors to give back my children, bring them from afar from every corner of the earth. That's, you know, what it says in the previous verses. And so to read all of that, and then for it to end to say, no one can undo what I've done. That means that I can't fall back into that. As long as I am committed to God, as long as I am, claiming him as my Lord and savior and not giving lip service guys. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm claiming with my actions. I'm following God. I'm not part time. sometime following God. I am following my Lord and savior. I am, you know, uh, giving my all, you know, truly. And you know what that is for you. You know, I know what that is for me. You know what that is for you. It can, Nothing can be undone. And so this, and this is kind of going off a little bit. And this is something that I don't tend to like to talk so much about in like a group setting, but I'm just going to dive right in on this one. So there's this like debate out there about like losing your salvation and there Is a mindset that you cannot lose your salvation. Well, I think that that is something that has to be unpacked. This scripture alludes, I I mean, like when I read this, my thoughts, I'm not going to say that this is exactly what that scripture says, but my thoughts go to it. You know, if you've ransomed me and you've gotten me out of my prison, and then you say that nothing no one can undo what i have done then that means that you're saying that i can't go back into that prison right but we do know that god gives us free will and free choice and we can decide to leave him you know our salvation is there but we can decide to turn away from him you know um and that can be something different for everyone Um, you know, um, there was a illustration that was given, um, by one of the teachers in our church. And I think it's a really good illustration. Okay. So he's talking, he gives the illustration as think of it like this. Let's say that you're walking on a, on a path and on one end of the path is God And on the other end of the path is Satan. Or you can say on one end is heaven and one end is hell. Whatever you want to think. Good and evil, however you want to look at it. If you're walking towards heaven, you may veer off the path and do some things that may prolong your journey to getting to heaven or hold up your time. Think about it, you know, like I said, thinking about it as if you're walking on a path. You may stop and pick a flower and veer off a little bit, but then you get back on the path and you head back to your destination of heaven. Or you could be going the other way and you could be heading towards hell and you can veer off and, you know, go pick some flowers and go get off the beaten path. But then you get back on that path going to to hell. You know, this is also parallel to like when we think of good people that do bad things or bad people that do good things. And I hope that I'm making sense just to me, the illustration made perfect sense to me as if you're like traveling on a road or a path going towards heaven trying to live your best life trying to live righteously you may veer off and do some things we're gonna sin we're sinful people so you may veer off but you're not completely turning around and go in the opposite direction okay you veer off then you get back on track same way as a person who is a quote unquote bad person I guess and they may do good things they may be nice and do good things and do noble things but they're continuous, consistent path is heading towards destruction. I hope that makes sense. It's kind of random now I think about it, but hey, just call me Random Randy. I don't care. (laughs) So anyways, guys, that's all I got. I hope you again enjoyed the series. If you have not listened to the two previous episodes, please go back and listen to them subscribe to our channel, please leave a review, you know, uh, follow us on uh, Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. On Twitter, we're actually listed as Soul Sense Society, but it's spelled SoulSense S-O-C um, because the handle was already taken. <laughs> but anyways, uh, but that's what we are on Twitter and but we're Soul Sense podcast on all the other handles. Um, we also have our blog, Soul Sense Ministries, soulsensepodcast.soulsenseministries.com and you can email us there with any questions. And uh, again, we thank you guys for tuning in. We thank you guys for supporting us and we hope to see you back. This is Kim and we'll catch you later.